Thank you guys for tuning in to the Marvin Massa podcast. This is episode two, part two of my interview and interaction with my good friend, Justin Schusler. Here we are picking up from the last episode. Cool. Well, the next topic, sneakers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sneakers, right? Oh man, sneakers. Yeah. Talk to me about sneakers. So, okay, let's... <laughs> Why did you choose to want to talk about sneakers today? All right, so, so I, I will confess that I'm not the biggest sneakerhead in the world. I'm not. Uh, I I don't own like sixty pairs of Jordans. Like you know, I I I, I would if I had <laughs> limitless income. You know, like <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, I. Uh, but I just I do. I love a good looking pair of sneakers and just even just shoes in general. Yeah. Like even just like dress shoes and like boots and stuff like i i love that kind of stuff and like pairing it well with an outfit and everything but i love like look i've got i've got the nike air force ones got a couple pairs of those i got the highs the lows (laughs) like i got different colorways the all white yeah yeah i got the all whites on right now um and i've got the the puerto ricos bro okay, the yeah. puerto ricos are sick man they've that's got what like you wore this, the other day at church yeah, right? yeah. They, they've got this like light they've got light blue accents and i love that um and so i i like little like out of the box kind of things like that and and puerto rico has a special place in my heart i've gone there twice and oh awesome yeah god god really used that place um for for a lot of like healing for me and that's not something that i'll get into tonight because that'll take up uh, a podcast and a half but yeah um but but there's there's a special place in my heart for puerto rico and so when i saw those come out i instantly jumped on i was like oh this is oh, yeah. so this is perfect for me um and i love the color so it's great and uh but yeah so i got those i got um so what's your yeah, i get okay yeah. let's let's narrow it down a little bit what's right. your favorite jordan Oh my gosh, my favorite bro, that's not even fair. Um I love so many, but my I I think I would have to say my favorite Jordan is the the University Blues. Okay. So they're they're the like Jordan the, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um they're they're University Blues. I I have them in the 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 highs. Um and I love the color. I love yeah. that powder blue, baby blue kind of color that that UNC color um and so and and you know jordan i i still believe that he's the goat i still believe you know a lot of people are saying lebron but there's no way it's it's jordan still you can't Um. (laughs) there's an undisputable fact about jordan you can't go undefeated in the nba finals and not be the goat come on now it doesn't matter like records yep all that like that's right eras sure right but competing at a high level yes and going there yep. multiple times. Not only that, but three-peating twice. Yes. And then going undefeated uh-huh. all six years. Like, Yeah. Oh, I know, man. <sighs> I, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he is, he and is I, the and I respect. I respect LeBron. I yes. respect Kobe. I respect all those guys. Of course, but like, yeah. That's an undisputable fact. You can't. Yep. Now, LeBron made it nine, ten, whatever years in a row. Right. But he didn't go undefeated. You're right. You're exactly right, man. Like, and and you got to think about it too. Jordan was a giant slayer to so many different teams. He yes. he prevented so many different people yeah. from getting rings. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, like the yep. like people during that era couldn't couldn't get a ring because of Jordan. Yes. John Stockton couldn't right. get a ring. Yeah, all these different people. So 
Oh yeah. Yeah. He he played against some absolute monsters and he he kept these guys from getting a ring. Like yep. that's crazy. Yep. Um that is so much talent, you know, cuz like LeBron, like you've still got you got Kobe, you got KD, you got other guys that still got a ring. Like he didn't keep those guys from getting rings. So he he didn't do what Jordan did. Like let's yeah. be real. Jordan's still the goat. And Absolutely. Uh, I mean the <laughs> M- the NBA um put out new names for their trophies. Uh-huh. And the MVP trophy this year was n- renamed to the Michael Jordan MVP trophy. See, come on. The, so, the proof <laughs> is right there, man. It's right there. Yep. Uh I yeah, I'm I'm with you, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> he's he is he's the goat um for sure. And uh and so the University Blues um, those are kind of like signature for him because mm-hmm. that, cause as you know, he went to UNC, yep. he was a UNC grad. And, um, so that's like a throwback, a tribute to his school, his college. And what's cool is last year. Yeah. 2022 March madness. I got to go to the, um, sweet 16 elite eight games. Ooh. Um, and I got to see UNC play. I got to Dang. see UNC book themselves a trip to the Final Four in uh, in Philly, and that was cool for me. And so I wore my University Blue Jordans, bro. I had my Jays on. Dang. I walked up in there. It was amazing. It was the atmosphere so had fun. been crazy. Oh, it was so cool, man. man. And like people from everywhere, but like so many people from North Carolina yeah. came up. Uh, made the trip up to Philly, and I got to know some of them and talk to them. And they, those fans are rabid, bro. Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. like like that is their life, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, they love their Tar Heels, and yeah. so it was just really cool to get to to experience all that. And so I think for for all the reasons there, the the University Blues are my favorite okay. Jordans. Would you say Jordan One is your favorite silhouette of Jordan? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, I really do. I, I just love them. Like they're they're just I, I like the design and it it just goes so well with so many things. Yeah. You know, and, and I've got one or two other pairs of Jordans that I wear with other things in different colorways and whatnot. But yeah. um it's just it feels like I can wear it with almost anything and it just elevates the look, yeah. you know. So for sure. I, I love that stuff, man, for sure. Man, I'm thinking about March Madness last year. I'm a Michigan State fan. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I was hoping and praying we'd take Coach K out. Yeah. His last year. Yes. I wanted that so yep. bad. I wanted that too. <laughs> I wanted that so bad, but we couldn't. I was like, yo, let's just put him out of retirement. I mean, yeah. and Michigan State. Right. Tom Izzo's taken them to, to the tournament every year for the past, I don't know how many years now, but yeah, I, I wanted yeah. them to – to do what they needed to do, yeah. at least in that regard, send that man home. But I mean, shout yep. out to Coach K. That dude, he's a great coach. Oh my Amazing gosh. program. Yes. I don't know how Duke's doing this year. I haven't really followed college basketball too much this year, other than Me Michigan either. State. Yeah, yeah. I but. I don't know. They I I don't think they're doing as well. I mean, he's a legend. I mean, yeah. he absolutely. He he could just take nothing and make it something incredible. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. so they're they they're hurting for sure without yeah. him. You know. So let's. Ask this question. Um, yeah. What's the most expensive pair of sneakers you have? Oh, man. Or, oh my or yeah. what's the most you would spend on a pair of sneakers? Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, the, most, the most expensive pair 
I have it. It might actually be those University Blues. Um, it's either I think it. Well, I mean, so I've got. I do have a pair of Gucci loafers. Those are okay. sneakers, but <laughs> those um, go on your feet and they're those, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> so those would probably be my most expensive pair of shoes. Now, <laughs> I, I will say I didn't buy those brand new. I got those <laughs> like I got those secondhand, um, but the, they still weren't cheap because they're Gucci. So, yeah. um, so, so are we talking four digits? numbers no okay no, no. We're, we're, okay. We're, we're still we're still in the threes okay no, no. good 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 look look and and <laughs> eventually one day i would like to get a pair of new ones because i there's this one pair that i love and even those brand new are like 8.95 so like and i and i mean i i realize that's not just pocket change yeah but it's not it's still not four digits at least yeah so you know but um but yeah my university blues were probably in the threes maybe yeah um, and I have the, the other, and I can never remember the name of them, but they're like a copper kind of tone, uh, Jordan. And those were probably around that same. Okay. Like same, 300 range. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got those from StockX yep. because like, I don't have the time or the patience to Absolutely. wait in line when they first drop. Like it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. But I, I try not to get them like too marked up on there. Like I'll wait a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to StockX immediately because you know, everybody is trying to upsell like crazy yep. on that. Um, but yeah. So, but the most I would spend though, to be honest, probably like if we're talking <laughs> about the, the Gucci loafers, <laughs> um, probably that amount. Um, and that would be like, if I was like very well, off in other i think i found my title for the podcast (laughs) justin buys gucci loafers (laughs) yeah hey there you go man put that out there that that'll grab everyone's attention (laughs) real quick man real quick oh i meant to ask i don't know if you said this in the beginning but how do you pronounce your last name shules yes (laughs) yeah don't even try it's okay just let me yeah yeah um it's schusler schusler okay yeah schusler um so yeah uh most people get that wrong the first few times honestly Schusler. um yeah um so you just kind of have to like i literally for my college graduation i had to write down the word shoe and the word slur literally yeah. like and and that's that's just the only way they them. got it right that's the only way they pronounce it right because people look at my name and they're like schuler shusler <laughs> scheisler like i mean it's just you wouldn't believe all yeah. the different things i've heard and the spellings i've gotten oh my goodness Jeez. nobody can spell that name it's Dang. crazy it's very german Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm going to show off my hey, I have my lightning yeah. fours on right now. Sick, I was man. actually thinking about wearing the university. Oh, you, you got them? Yeah, oh, I have, bro. I have, you should have. Man, we should have coordinated that. We could have both worn them. We could have. <laughs> I mean, I was wearing the Lions jersey. It could match perfectly. That's it, but man. But I kind of wanted something to pop. That Yeah. You, you reminded but, me of the Chargers right now, man. Thank God sure. you said Chargers because if you would have <laughs> said Michigan Wolverines, I would have thrown up. <laughs> Because ah, no. after I put these on, I was like, oh, no. I'm <laughs> looking like a schmuck ooh, right now. Yeah, true, bro. Can't be doing that. Yeah, I can't. Oh, hey, I'm glad Jim Harbaugh lost in the playoff, Yeah, though. man. Shout out to my boy, Jim Harbaugh. That's it, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's 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 cool though because he is very he stands up against abortion. Oh, like, okay. To again to like bring 
Christianity and stuff back into it. Yeah. But he's he's a very devout Catholic, but okay. he is very strong with about abortion. He literally just recently came out and said, um, like if if there are people who are thinking about getting an abortion because you don't want your child, you come to me. I will raise that child for yeah. you. Like 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 I will adopt your child. Like he's so that's really cool. That's, that's one dope. cool thing. And like there's a lot of a lot of reasons to maybe not like him, but that's one good thing. Yeah. Though, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, in Michigan, I, as much as I'm a Michigan State fan and there's a rivalry, yeah, Michigan has a great school, great yeah. program. And I'm from Michigan, so right. I mean, early on when I was growing up, I liked them. Yeah, yeah. But my sport was basketball, so I gravitated towards Michigan State because they were better at the time of me yeah. really like choosing a side. And then from then on, I was Michigan State all the way. But yeah, they have, they've had a great program. I mean, crazy in the Big Ten. I mean, but Ohio State football? Whew, Oh man. I don't even know, bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. They've been they've been crazy for a while. Yes, they have. But Georgia have. football. Dude, Georgia they annihilated football. this year. Bro, I was <laughs> in Atlanta right before the national championship this year. Really? I was in Atlanta for the Passion Conference. Oh yeah, yeah. And um and man, I'm telling you that place was electric. Absolutely electric. I went to the uh the College Football Hall of Fame is there in Atlanta. Oh, I didn't know. Um, yeah, it's like sponsored by Chick Fil A. So I was like, oh. "Gotta got do it, man! Oh, gotta yeah. do it. That's my place." And so I went in there, and everybody's wearing like all decked out in their Georgia gear. Dang. And I was like, "Who's winning the national championship?" And they were like, "Oh, you already know." Like oh, they were yeah. like, "That's not even a question." Yeah. There, I was like, "Oh shoot, I forgot where I am." Because <laughs> oh, absolutely, nobody's gonna say TCU here. <laughs> I remember it had to have been. Within the first five weeks of college football, I remember seeing a highlight of Georgia's tight end. Uh-huh. Dude's built like a tank. Dude's huge, yeah. humongous, but he was just running dudes over. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, Georgia's going to win this yeah. year. That's There's, that's when you know. <laughs> that's that's when I knew. I was like, nobody can touch this. Dude's a grown man yep. in college football yes, just sir. running dudes over for no reason. Crazy, man. But yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's wild but yeah that that was sad though honestly because that wasn't even a game that that national yeah. championship was just sad to watch for tcu uh, the national championship game really happened the game before yeah that like uh ohio state georgia yes, exactly that that game should have been the national championship. yeah but i think uh in 2024 2025 the playoff is going to extend yes so that's right i'm excited for that yeah i'm excited for that is, is it going to like 12 teams it's i think I it's can, going to a lot i can't remember what the proposal is but yeah. i remember it's going to be a little bit like college basketball where the conference champions automatically get in oh. and then the remaining spots i believe get filled in by seed okay yeah by, it, by yeah. ranking it it must be like twelve then I guess twelve or maybe sixteen yeah because yeah that's crazy I know there's Cincinnati fans out there that are crying that they don't ever make it but I mean <laughs> you guys played like power six schools this year and yep. still lost and right right power five schools or power six schools. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. they're Anyways. they're they're crying for other reasons too. Because my boys, just oh yeah, beat them, <laughs> knocked them right out of the playoffs in the NFL. Yeah. I like I like Joe Burrow though. I do look. I, I like him too. I enjoy Joe, I, especially what he did at LSU. Yes. Oh yeah. That man. And I, it was cool that he came back to Ohio. Yes. It just in 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 God's sure. sovereignty. Yeah. Came back to Ohio and kind of 
kind of brought it back up. Oh yeah, in a sense. Oh yeah. Nobody but, wants to go to Ohio. I don't know. I don't right. know when. When did Ohio become a meme too? Have you been hearing that? Yes. Yep. I don't know when <laughs> that happened, but everything's like. If it's heinous or if it's dumb or if it's ridiculous, it's uh, only in Ohio. Right. Only in Ohio. Or this is happens in Ohio. Or yep. That's right, man. Yeah. That's true. That's so funny. Ohio gets memed so much. They do. Huh. It's rough. It, and it seems like a nice state overall, but like, yeah, for some reason, it's ever, just like- Have you ever been? I've I've been through it before okay. so, so on you've my seen way to Kentucky, flat, but yes. How flat it is, how- Yeah. But I've I've heard good things about the people in Cincinnati though. Like okay. I've heard the people are nice, and it's like you know. <laughs> but but I yeah, it's just the state. Pe- <laughs> people are just not big fans of that state for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> I hear Ohio, and I'm like, the only thing I think about is Cedar Point, which is yeah. an amusement park. Yeah, out oh, there, I'm familiar. Yeah, that's really it. Right. There's not a whole lot to do. There's not like like there's been conferences like my dad being a pastor. He's had like conferences that sometimes they would do like Columbus. Okay. And like, like we didn't go because we're like, there's literally <laughs> nothing to, because like a lot of times we would try to do like a family vacay and they yeah. would do it in like Orlando or like Anaheim, California. And it was like, we could do other stuff while my dad's doing the conference. Yeah. But Columbus, Ohio, like what do you do there? Yeah. You just go out and eat food and go back to your hotel. Like, yeah, I just don't think there's all that much. Dang. Oh. <laughs> sorry we're sorry for anybody here that might be from <laughs> ohio like we're just ragging on your uh your place <laughs> but you do have good college football yes you i mean do. you guys are getting carried by ohio state so that's okay for sure that's all right you guys got that going for you but other than that i don't really know not not the Bengals this year <laughs> <laughs> they talked so, so much trash man they the talked oh fans? yeah they they were talking they have were you, chirping did you talk to uh lisa at church She's no. a Bengals fan. Oh, I'm going to now. <laughs> I'm going to now. I'm going to walk in there on Sunday with my jersey or no, Wednesday. I'm going to walk in there, <laughs> my jersey, be like, hey, how about that game? Dang. That'd be rough. That'd be, listen, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm. be respectful, even though they wouldn't be respectful if it was the other way around, because I was I think, at that game last year and I got heckled out of oh, the stadium really? at our own home stadium. I flew out to Kansas City for the AFC Conference Championship last year when the roles were reversed and they came back and beat us. Dang. And I was, uh, bro, I was crying. I was walking out of the stadium, head down, just like, oh. And Bengals fans were walking by and just heckling the crap out of me as I was at leaving. Home. At home, dude. Dang. I was like, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't hey, NFL fans down. are savage. They are. So I went to the Lions game, the Thanksgiving yeah. game this year. Yeah. And the Bills had that weird schedule shift where they got snowed out of their stadium, so they had to play twice in Detroit. Yes. So when I went there for the Lions game for Thanksgiving, obviously it was packed, but right. at least half of the stadium were Bills fans. Whoa. Oh, that's and rough. And so the entire time, <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine yeah, like getting heckled at home yep. by the opposing team and their fans, but it's pain. Hey, that's why you love football. Yes. American football, the only kind of football hey, in the there world. There we American go. Football. That's darn right, brother. Raquel's going to listen it. to this podcast and be like, <laughs> She's yeah. She's gonna be like, "Come on, Love man!" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what were we talking about? We were talking about sneakers, sneakers. We, but got, somehow, back to got back to football. Listen, football is my is is my number one of the topics that we were discussing in this category. Oh, so we, we were talking yes. about my shoes, and I reminded myself of Michigan. Then I was yes. like, "Oh, Michigan." Yes, and, yes, okay, yes. yeah. Well, anyways, I think that's enough about shoes. Yeah. I'd say my favorite silhouette before we move on is yep. um. My 
favorite silhouette of Jordans <sighs> is probably right now the three. Yeah. Jordan threes. Okay. I really like Jordan threes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one threes, fours, and elevens. Those are those are my go tos. Yeah. Anyways, um, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> uh, ministry. Yeah. Ministry. Yes, sir. So, specifically worship ministry. Yeah. Do you feel like that's your niche right now? Do you feel like that's where he's calling you this season? Do you feel like you want to be a worship pastor? Do you feel like... um it's just innately in you to to want to worship, to want to play instruments, to want to lead people in God's presence. Yeah, I, I really feel like that is um, such a calling for me. Um, I I do not believe that my overall calling for my future is like worship as as a worship pastor. Um, I I do believe that I'm called to full-time pastoral ministry, uh, ultimately in like a lead pastor role. But, um, worship is just something that I love to do, man. And I've loved it since I was young. You know, like I said, I grew up in the church with a father who was a pastor. So I was always surrounded by it from as young as I can remember being in church, um, three times a week back in the day when we had Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, Wednesday night service. And then when I got into youth group, it was Friday night service. So it's like four days out of the week. I'm like in church and um, just surrounded by worship. And when I was around 10 years old, we, our church had a drummer and we, we had one drummer that drummed pretty much every Sunday morning and then we had someone who would play Sunday night services. Well, that person ended up leaving the church after a while and they didn't have anyone. They didn't have like they were literally doing um, they literally had an, an extra like cheapo little Casio keyboard up on stage and they would have someone just hit just program a beat with a tempo and it would just be this basic beat and they would play along with that basic beat. Like it didn't have fills. It didn't have anything. It was just a straight beat for the entire song. And finally, you know, after a few weeks or months or something of that, they got tired of that. And I just expressed an interest. It was something that I enjoyed. I hadn't really played too much. My parents had got me a cheap little drum set when I was younger that I played and had fun with. But um, I really kind of expressed an interest at that point, and the worship leader at the time, he was like, get up here. He pulled me up up on stage and had me play drums Sunday night services, and so I started playing every single Sunday night, and I just had this natural God-given ability to play, this natural rhythm, um, and just like picked it up so quick, like exactly to know exactly like when the fills needed to be or what type of fill and like you know I think a lot of it was just listening to worship music around the house and just everywhere in my life growing up I kind of had a knack for the worship style which is very unique you know it's a very unique style of music as opposed to modern or classic rock or metal or hip-hop or pop music you know it's its very own kind of sound and style and so I grew up with only that that was like my only musical influence when I was young and so picked it up real quick and then after a few months of that our one drummer on Sunday mornings left the church and I was like 
okay, let's do it. And they threw me in there and I started playing every Sunday morning. And I'm telling you, I played almost every Sunday morning of the year for like 10 years straight. I literally started at that age of Dang. like, yeah, I started at that age of like 10, 11, and I played until I went away to college. So did you take any lessons or anything? Or it was I, just like you learned and played by ear? And I literally taught myself, completely self-taught. I, uh, I took some lessons briefly in high school as like an elective um, and honestly didn't learn too much. Um, basically just kind of played what I knew and the guy was like, good job. And I was like, thanks, thanks for nothing. But, oh, wow. um, yeah. And so, so like, I really never had any kind of formal lessons, formal training, uh, truly just a God given ability to jump up there and just play it. And, um, and yeah, like there were, you know, two or three Sundays, maybe a year that we weren't, in church, we were on vacation or whatever, but every other Sunday besides that, for like 10 years, I played. I was the only guy. I was the only drummer we had in the whole church, Wow! and it was all on me, and um, and I loved every minute of it, and I'm telling you, when I first started, man, um, it this is going to sound crazy because I'm not that old, but man, in the in, back in the, the olden days when I first started... I was up there in a full suit and tie playing the <laughs> drums. I kid you not, a tie, a suit jacket. I couldn't even take my suit jacket off to play the drums. We were old school, man. Dang. And um, I'm telling you, 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 you develop some skills when you have to play <laughs> constricted in a suit and tie oh, yeah. and still play at like a, at like a high level. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, and play some of these like Pentecostal worship songs, man, where it's just like, you're going, man. you're <laughs> absolutely just, you're <laughs> flying around the kit. And, um, it was just, it was crazy. And then finally, you know, we, we modernized a little bit, laxed it up a little bit. And I was able to take <laughs> the jacket off, bit. you know, <laughs> like, yeah. And then it was just a shirt and tie and suit pants at that point. You know, it's, it's crazy. Um, and so now where I'm at now is, is much nicer to yeah. not have to, like, I can wear something more loose and like easy to move around and in. comfortable. Yes. Exactly. Functional. Right. Yes. The suit was not it for drumming. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> So how else, how'd you get into, you know, the other instruments you play? Yeah. So, um, I play self-taught lessons. Yep. Self-taught. Um, I taught myself guitar after drums just cause I wanted to do more. I just wanted to learn more. Um, and then I taught myself keys. Um, and then I taught myself bass and that, and bass was more out of necessity. Um, it's, okay. it's not my favorite instrument. Um, and I haven't played it in years, but, uh, I had some friends that wanted to do this like Christian band thing, like this rock type band. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm in. And one of my friends was a drummer and that was all he played. And so naturally he was going to be the drummer and they were like, Hey, we need bass. We don't have bass. And I was like, all right, why not? <laughs> like I'll, I'll be the bass player that nobody pays attention to and nobody cares about. It's fine. And, um, <laughs> And so I did, but it was fun. It really taught me a lot, and it, and it honestly helped me um, just on regular guitar, too. It helped me to kind of understand more of about notes versus just chords. And um, so I did that. But, yeah, all of it, literally all of it, all just self-taught. Self self um, did you self-teach yourself how to read notes and all that, too? Or so, so reading... Where did, like, the yeah. technicalities of music kind of develop right so so like reading music like sheet music um i'm still not great at and i kind of taught myself the basics of it 
but I'm still slow. Like that's something that I really, I do want to work on and something, and that is one area that I feel like lessons could be very beneficial for me doing like an actual formal lesson, um, or a few lessons with, with a teacher to kind of get that down and get that muscle memory down for reading music. But, um, I was able to teach myself, you know, to read chord sheets and stuff like really easily. You know, I just looked up the chords online, looked up the finger placements and then just practiced it a bunch. And then, yeah, I just started practicing on worship songs again. Like that was just all that I really knew, all that I really cared to play at the time. Yeah. And so I just started practicing every song that we were doing in church and even some of the newer songs. Cause at that point in our church, we were not doing all the newer cutting edge stuff, the stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, and so what I would do is I would go and just look up online. I would look up the chord charts to all the new like Hillsong United stuff or yeah. the elevation or the Bethel stuff. Yeah. And I would just start playing those songs, man. And I just, I fell in love with it. And it was the same with keys. You know, I, I literally just looked up these chords and then um, really like I have a, I have a natural ear for it. So I can pick up things like on guitar and keys. Like if, if, if you're singing a song, it, it doesn't take me too long to pick up what key you're in and be able to follow along with, with the chords, even if I don't have the music in front of me. And so I just started doing that, started messing around on a piano one day and just playing songs and um, just playing the actual melody lead lines of songs. And then a lot of times, you know, when I'm on keys, I'll, I'll do just chords. Um, but yeah, just taught myself That's all that. Dope. And, and I love it. It's such a great way to worship and just for me to connect with the Lord, you know, because even in my own private space, my own room, wherever I'm at, I can bust out a guitar, a keyboard, whatever, and just I can worship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it makes it more personal than just listening to my phone, you know, yeah. um, and I've just always had a heart for it. I've always loved, been passionate about the worship experience and the entire experience, too. And, you know, we're, we're not talking tonight about the production aspect, but that's something that really I kind of brought into to all of this as well, because I wanted a, a worship experience, not just a time of worship, but an experience to draw people in from with every everything, the lighting, the sound, all yeah. of it coming together to really engage people and get them to focus on the Lord. And yeah. I and I felt that all those times that I went and saw Elevation Live or Hillsong or whatever worship band it was that was touring that was coming through the area. And I saw their whole production, just all of it together, working together. Yeah. And, and it was a, a worship experience like nothing I've ever seen before, you know, at conferences and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's where I really developed a love and a passion for that kind of stuff and just doing all of that with excellence, not just showing up on a Sunday morning like half an hour before the service, running through four songs as fast as you can and just getting up there and doing it, you know, because I've been there, I've done that, I've experienced that, and I've always wanted something more. I've wanted something where it's like, hey, we're going to do this with excellence because that's the least that we can do for the Lord. The least we can do is bring him our best, yeah. right? And um, and so that's why, like, where I am now, as you know, um, that is the standard, and that is something I very much appreciate about Summit because I, I walked in on day one and I knew right then and there, I knew this church cares, this church values um, 
all of it, not not just the preaching, not just the worship, not just you know the the music part of it, but the entire yeah. atmosphere and experience. Absolutely, and I'm passionate about that stuff, man. Yeah, it's all ministry. Yes. I remember I was watching um, something from Bethel, and I was it was like a, a documentary on their production team. Oh yeah, and. Or if not a documentary, it was it was something they were covering their production team, right? And talking about their gear and stuff. And I remember that they encouraged their team that if they feel led to to to, to minister to people, and so during that moment, someone who was on cameras during that time put the camera down and started praying for someone. Wow, that's mid service. Awesome. And wow. I'm like, that's what it's about. It's not like yeah, Jesus knows, and Paul even said it like every person in the body of christ has their own role yep every every person is not the hand every person is not the foot every person is not the head that's right but we all gotta do our part and play our part and i think when you when you have people recognizing who they are in god yes that that really thrives and makes the community and the body of christ that much better so absolutely i totally agree with with all of that like i would want all of the people at the very minimum that 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 are serving is if they feel led by the Holy Spirit to go do something yeah. and minister, then I would want them to do that and have the freedom to do that for totally. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That should be number one. You know, the ministry aspect being led by the spirit, that should be number one. Um, but that's not to say that you can't have that quality production, Absolutely. you know, because a lot of people take it to the opposite extreme where they're like, okay, all we focus on is ministry. So everybody is up praying with people at the front and nobody's doing these other roles. Nobody's yeah. doing what they're actually gifted by God to do, you know? And that's something that we see a lot in churches. And it's sad because you're not you're not using people where they're gifted. And everybody can do ministry. Everybody can pray for someone and everybody should if that's where the Spirit's leading them. But if not, don't push them in that direction. If that's not what God has called them to do or gifted them to do, allow them to use their gifts to, to build up the body as a whole, you know? Yeah. And shout out to all the introverts on the production team. Yeah. Because they're right. using their gifts behind the scenes. Yes. They're using the, their personality that God gave them. And absolutely, if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? Right. And so that should tell everybody watching this here, yeah. there is a place for you. It doesn't matter if you're like, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be the guy that's out here and just just meeting every person in the world and introduce myself and, you know, putting myself out there all the time. You don't have to be that guy or that girl to be able to serve in, in the church. There's so much that you can do um, to to be able to serve behind the scenes yeah. and do things where you're not at the forefront if you don't want to be, you know? And so that's just, it's, it's a really cool thing. There's room for everybody to serve yeah. and get involved. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Marvin Massa podcast. Stay tuned for next episode and part three of my interview with Justin Schusler. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it. Please share it. Please let people know about it. It would help a lot. Thanks for listening.